Hi, this is Dr. Osses Saldivar with another episode of the Way to College podcast. Uh, joining me today, and uh, actually this is a first for me, so we're we're doing a podcast at, at a restaurant and uh, gracious enough to be hosted here by our guest and our, our uh, well, our, our guest on today's podcast. So really what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it over to my guest and I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. So Felix, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Uh, so my name is Felix Garcia. Um, I'm originally from Encal Chelsea. I'm a, I'm a business owner uh, of three businesses. Uh, my first career is I'm, is, uh, I'm an accountant. Um, my second career is I'm, a, I'm now a restaurant owner or a restaurant tour. How does that feel <laughs> to say that? <laughs> you know, I never thought I'd, I, I never envisioned myself owning or operating a restaurant. Um, I, I, I never thought that I did. And it's just, it, I think in entrepreneurship, you evolve. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I think ever since I put myself on that path, um, uh, ever since I put myself on the path to straightening out my life, <laughs> okay, <laughs> kind of way it all started. So, with that in mind, I always ask my guests, Felix. I say, if you had to go to a point in your life where you you can say my educational journey started here, where would that point be for you? So that point would be um, the year two thousand six, and probably in the in the middle of that year where. I had before before I went back to school. Early on, right after high school, I tried going to school and I failed. Or I basically dropped out. Dropped out, and I and then I, I looked for jobs and I got jobs. And I had a full time job in two thousand six, and I was a, like a an accounting supervisor. Um, and that's kind of where a lot of my accounting experience. Um, that's kind of where 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 it's based on whatever job I held at that time. And so in 2006, I saw, uh, you know, I mean, you see people that you know, friends, uh, you see how maybe nobody is, maybe none of my friends, could I say that were well off, but they, I could just see that they were better directed or they had better direction in what they wanted to do, what they wanted to accomplish. And you could, I could just tell that they were driven. And I think I could tell that because I knew that I could be driven at something, mm-hmm. just didn't know towards what at, yeah. that, at that time. But I knew that I, um, I knew that I had to finish school to begin with. Like if it was anything that I was going to begin with, I knew that I had to go. I knew that I wanted to go back to college, get my degree, and then from there do whatever. But I had, I dropped my, I quit my full time job quit my full-time job so that I could flip the schedule. So I quit my full-time job. That way I could register for school to, to then go to school full-time mm-hmm. and then have a part-time job if I did. And, and, and I did. Um, and then so 2006, and then I graduated September 2009. And during those three years at school, I wasn't your typical college student, at least. I, I mean, not that I'm trying to pat myself on the back or anything. <laughs> But we did, I got involved in student organizations. Um, and at the time, I thought I wanted to major in accounting. We, we got involved in student organizations. And then I kind of started liking 
I guess the networking part of, yeah. of student organizations, the, the organizing, the fundraising, the volunteer, um, volunteerism, if you will. Um, you know, we were engaged. We were part of the student body. We represented the student body because it wasn't just being active uh, on campus. It was also being active outside of campus. And so we were already networking with professionals who were already well off in their careers. And uh, I use that to my advantage. Um, hey, what are some of the challenges you're facing in your career today? And I mean, I just ate it up. I, I absorbed it. I, I took it all in. And I think it just, I think I was already, I think I was mentally, I was already ready to, to, to face the world, if you will. Yeah. I just hadn't finished uh, my college career. In it, so again, I started with as an accounting major, and then I switched. I switched from accounting to marketing. I went to an accounting major. It wasn't because of one program being more difficult than the other. It was just that because um, as I was as I was engaged and involved in student organizations, I liked the networking part, and I thought to myself, "Hey, I think I could probably apply myself better." Yeah. To um, towards a marketing degree and go through the marketing program. And they were all very interesting courses, um, and I did. I liked it, and I remember it was a yeah, it was a challenge. We were we did all kinds of stuff throughout college. I mean, we fundraised. We took trips. We went to um, Washington D.C. We went to the capital. We went to the capital and stuff. We got a tour. You know, we we went to uh, of course we went to Austin, and we did other things because we were part of associations and. And one of the things I would tell the students is that, hey, if y'all want to go, then then we all kind of need to, to to come together. We fundraise, and some of the things we fundraise, um, uh, we did uh, a lot of the fajita tacos. We did uh, a baked potato, like loaded baked potato, and it was all really good food. And that's kind of what <laughs> that's where well, that's where my my entrepreneurial spirit kind of I think. All of that activity planted the seed, yeah. Because I started looking at the student body as my market, quote unquote. You know, this is my niche. This is my market. This is I can make money off of these people and off of students um, and faculty as well. I mean, we we sold baked potatoes and, and food and stuff like that to, to faculty as well. Um, so um, that was a great experience, just learning. Um, and I, I, we even we and we did other things. We gave things out for free, and that was also a learning experience because we, when Valentine's would come along, we would give candy apples to um, uh, secretaries that who were like the gatekeepers of any department. <laughs> and if you wanted to reserve anything yeah. throughout campus, or if you wanted to learn some information. Uh, you always went to the secretaries. I mean, they just knew a lot of stuff going on. And I mean, we were doing stuff that no other school organization would do. And because of that, I mean, we got to be known and, and we really didn't care about the recognition. Recognition. We kind of just, we just did it because we wanted to be active, you know? And we even went to, um, and I'm very proud of this. We even went to Rio Bravo. We collected canned goods. One time we collected canned goods from your classes. And we went to Rio Bravo to deliver these canned goods. 
uh, and toys and, and clothing into Rio Bravo. But we did that too um, to churches and, and colonias in Rio Bravo. That was pretty cool. Um, and then... So it sounds like, you know, you... You talk about in 2006, you recognizing that you had friends that were had kind of found something that they that they were able to get themselves motivated to focus on. And it sounds like, you know, for you, right, having that realization for yourself, but also recognizing that maybe maybe it wasn't accounting that you wanted to do, but maybe it was marketing. So getting changing your major, getting involved in the organizations. I remember when when you did that. Um, because yeah, it seemed like you were everywhere, everywhere, all over campus. Right. And that, that really set the stage for you to, to have this, the kind of success that, that maybe you were always looking for that to keep you engaged in college. Right. Cause I imagine, so you change your major, you get involved in the student organization. How long before you graduated after that? three years? I mean, I, I think I already had a few hours from prior years mm-hmm. that I had accumulated. Shoot, man, I must've retaken I would, yeah, in the prior years, I must have retaken, fail, retaken, fail. And then when I decided to go back to, to school in 2006, I, I think I even still retook some courses that I failed in prior, prior years. But I, I really kind of had this little, had this paper, because back then I don't really still do it now. Back then, they'd give you a program sheet mm-hmm. and they had your core courses and they had your basic courses and then they had your, I don't know what, what else. I had like sections and they had all your courses listed on there. And I remember that was the very first page on my binder because that was like my target. My target was to finish and to go uh, uh, um, striking a line through each course after every semester, which one was done. And I think I would even write a little note this is for, uh, uh, you know, this is spring semester 2007. Like I already had a little note. Mm-hmm. So I was already looking forward to uh, what courses I was going to take in 07, 08, 09. And so 06, 07, 08, I was, I was involved. Okay. 09, my last year, I had, that's when I, I, uh, I, 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 um, I got out. I, I quit student organizations and I told myself, 2009 is going to be the last year. I'm going to go full throttle. I don't want any distractions. And I took uh, 11 courses inside of eight months. I did five in the spring semester. I did one mini semester. I did two two courses in summer one, and then and then three courses in summer two. So between January to August, like you know, it's just like whenever you're full time student, you got no life. Yeah. And but that was okay because I told myself, man, if I could finish school in August, then that's what I'm going to want to do. Otherwise, I would have had to have gone to school in the fall for like one or two courses. And I said, man, I don't, I don't want to do that because I was excited to jump into the workforce just so I could get my career going, get my career started. And and uh, but yeah, no, I mean it was. And so I still say when somebody asks me how long does it take you, how long did it take you to finish school? I still say 11 years yeah. because I graduated high school in 98. By the time I got my college degree, it was all nine. So I still say 11 years, yeah. you know, and that's just the process that I took. Yeah. You know, that's how we went forward. Well, and it, it, it seems as though, it, you know, it's worked out well for you, right? You, you listened to yourself. You were yes. fi- able to, to 
find what it is that you really cared about that, that held your attention. And let me ask you, because I, I see a lot of students, they, they graduate and they, they don't get involved. They choose not to get involved. You know, they don't join student organizations. They certainly don't network. And this isn't everybody, but a lot of students. And maybe they don't see the value in that. You, it sounds like that was such a critical part of your success, was getting involved, the networking, meeting people. When you finished school, when you graduated, how long before you found a job? Two weeks. Wow. Um, and I remember it, I remember my mentality was, I would read articles, um, oh, it takes you six months to two years to find a job. And maybe for some students it did, but for me it was it took two weeks. And all I even remember the day that I went in for the interview. Uh, my first job was working at IBC Bank as their as a marketing assistant, and um, I, I throughout my college career I was always helping other students out first, and always thought about me last. And then it came to the point where where it was like. Holy moly! I need to think about myself now. Yeah. Because now I'm graduating. Now I gotta find myself a job, land somewhere. And at that time, I really didn't care where. I mean, I wasn't being greedy or anything like that. I just needed to start somewhere. And so um, when I when I began to look for uh, openings, it wasn't until about two weeks, three weeks before I graduated. Um, and then, uh, so, so there was, it was, must've been on, a, it was, must've been on a Wednesday where, and of course this is already after I graduated, but it was, it was a, a, a Wednesday and I was on the newspaper ad and it was like see bank and they always advertise their job fairs on the paper. So I flipped over a page. Um, and so I saw the job fair ad and I said, well, you know, I've got to go. I've got to try. I've got to apply. Yeah. I got to see what's what. So I didn't have all of my things in order. I was not ready, prepared at all to go in for an interview. I had no clothing. But I said, hey, it's today. And if I'm serious about getting a job, then I'm going to make it happen. So I still remember I hopped in my car, went to the uh, Plaza Mall. Um, I, I uh, dropped off my pair of shoes to get shined somewhere around the mall, a little kiosk. Dropped them off. Hey, will you please sign up or shine up? I'll be right back. So as I dropped off the shoes, they get shined. I came over to your dinner to JC Penny. Um, I found. I think I was already wearing slacks. I just needed a shirt and tie and a sport coat or a sports coat. And I did. I found those up. I found those those uh, items. Um, I found the shirt, the tie. So as I so so then I bought I bought the items and I said I'm walking out with these clothes on. So they're like, all right. So I pay for everything and then in, in the dressing room. So I walked out of dinner or wherever I was at with the clothes and tennis, right? Clothes <laughs> on with a tie and everything. I walked over to the kiosk where my shoes were, picked up my shoes, put them on at that point right then and there as well. And I said, all right, I've got my, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I'm dressed up for the interview. And the, the, the it's because they would do, um, it was a client person and interview at the same time. And it was at 11 o'clock. So I think the window was like 11 to 1 or something like that. So as I came back from McAllen, the job fair was in uh, San Juan or something like that. There's a branch in San Juan. 
stopped at the Songwan location and I walked into the lobby and there's other applicants and I'm like, wow, man, it, it, you know, the competition is, you know, it's pretty high yeah, because there's a lot of applicants and it's a job fair. So of course there's going to be other folks, but you know, um, then I see it for myself and, and, and then I see a couple of other former college students that I went to school with. Um, and I'm, and you know, they're like, man, they're hiring on the spot. So, uh, so that's kind of, you know, went through the interview process and I went in and I was like, man, I'll, I'll apply for anything, a bank teller. But then the lady tells me, she says, you know what, we actually have an opening in the marketing department that you'd be interested in applying for that position. I said, sure. So I did. Um, they, so they set me up with the interview with the, with a, one of the senior vice presidents. Then she set me up with an interview with the, uh, the, like an, uh, I guess like an, uh, an, not an assistant, but, uh, uh, vice president to, to the president. And then, and then with the president and CEO, which was Mr. Vieira at the time, and and I went through that process, and and I knew that I had the job in the bank mm-hmm. when the lady, the senior vice president lady, who was the marketing director, when she said, "Let me introduce you to the team." Oh, oh. and so here's here's something that's pretty cool. What's pretty cool is that during the interview process, during the interview process, um, a couple of individuals walked in when I was speaking to this senior vice president lady in Storm Brown, speaking to her, I was, uh, I was speaking to her and a couple of, couple of individuals, a couple of her friends that she knew in the business world walked in as she interviewed me. And I actually happened to know both of them. I knew both of them. I can't remember who the second one was, but one of them was Ricardo Portillo, Portillo Jewelers, the owner. So he walked in during the interview process. And so she was surprised or maybe impressed that I knew both of these two individuals that walked in to pop in and say hi. They said hi to me too. But what I'm saying is it was because of all of the networking that I did in school. Yeah. That where I met some of the, where I met these two individuals of being involved out in the community and it happened to pop in at the right time. And I think the, you know, uh, Mrs. Brown, you know, uh, I guess I must have impressed her. Um, but I, I don't take, um, there, 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 were, there was things that happened in school that are offered by the school. Mm-hmm. Um, that I took advantage of and I think helped to prepare me for that day of the interview. For example, whenever there was um, workshops, I think we used to do them. I don't know if they still have them at school. I'm sure they do. But we used to do workshops on resume writing, on dressing for success, which is, which was a little workshop on on, on how to uh, dress for the interview day. Um, And I took some of those tips with me. And before I had that interview at IBC Bank, I did my research on IBC Bank. I knew how many branches, how many branch locations they had, or where they were at throughout the state. You know, little bits of information here or there that I came to 
to then just say about the bank during the interview. And I think that let Mrs. Brown know that hey, this gentleman is genuinely interested in the opportunity. Yeah. Took the time to do this, that, and the other. And so that was a lot of fun. I, I had fun. I had fun during the interview process. I really went with it. Not with a know-it-all attitude, but I think I walked in confidently, and I think the approach that I took was, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw myself on the table, so to speak. Yeah. And that way they see, uh, you know, because I wanted them to know who it is that I am, what I'm about, what I have to offer, how can I make the the bank better, the team better, or the position better and and I, I really wanted to put myself out there and I think I did and I worked at the bank for five years and the bank experience was continued um, by networking being out there in the community and stuff like that so that's that's actually had a, a it, it's had a lot to do I think with how I am today so you said you work at the bank for five years what was next what was after the bank so after the bank, that was it. That was it. the marketing assistant. I, I left as the marketing manager, and I worked. I then worked um, at ERO Architects as a marketing director, uh, and 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 ERO Architects they're known for uh, designing schools uh, throughout the state as well. Um, but I was a marketing director there, and a gentleman by the name of Brian Rodinas, he took me under his wing there. And that was a great experience. That was a, that was, I worked there for a couple of years, but it was, it was at the bank, my first year working in, in corporate America that made me realize working for somebody is not what I want. Long term. Yeah. You know, it's just not what I want. Um, and so while I started, while I worked over at ER Architects, um, I started my side gig. And so my little side gig at the time was uh, preparing taxes. And this is when, of course, I didn't know half as much as the stuff that I know now. Um, and I think I started off preparing taxes for free. So, you know, that's, I think they, I think they saw that. I mean, I was actually, I was like, oh, by ERO Architects because I think they saw that this gentleman is it's not about ERO and you know sure I mean that probably wasn't um, I'm sure I'm sure they saw that I wasn't about ERO that that I was more about what I was doing on the side yeah especially because of social media they get to see what you're doing uh, and yeah that's that's what I was about I was about building and so. It was it was good. It was very good that uh, that at the time they let me go, um, I already had built my side hustle, at least something to build on. It wasn't perfect by any means, but you know that's kind of where I told myself, "Well, I got to go now." So I got. It's almost like I have no choice. You know, there's no excuse either. So I, that's when I went all in and doing the taxes to the to. That's when I established uh, happy tax returns. So you, you know, you, you talk about networking and, and your experiences in school and how the networking obviously helped you early on, right? Helped you with IBC and some of that work. Felix, why do you think, um, you know, and you, and you said with ERO, they let you go. They saw that you were starting this other business and maybe you were spending, you know, most of your time you were committed to that. Um, here we are. It's uh, 2022. 
How is happy tax returns doing now? Really good. <laughs> I mean, really good. I mean, from, I mean, yeah, it comes with its challenges. Um, any business is going to have its challenges, but I think um, I'm, I'm not afraid to face the challenges. Um, I, I've, I've always been able to, to, I think I've just been resilient um, and just not giving up and being a, you know, being a, being a workaholic. And I think I appreciate that side of where I got that kind of work ethic from of just work um, and just brute. You know, um, what I mean by brute is thinking about nothing else, mm-hmm. even though even though life is happening. Yeah. You know, you get married, you have children and everything. Life is happening. And so that's the challenge. The challenge is, can you be just as committed as when you had when you didn't have some of those things going on? Yeah. Can you be just as committed? Because that's what sacrifice is going to be all about. But um, the company is doing really good. Uh, it's fully staffed now. It's got five employees, and they basically they run the show. And I think if you're going to, I think if you're going to establish a business, there's going to be one of three questions that you're going to have to answer eventually. When I'm done with this business, when I'm done either working it myself, when I'm ready to retire, um, are you going to shut it down? Are you going to sell it? Whether you're going to pass it on to, I don't know, you're either going to sell it to somebody, they keep it going, or you're just going to shut the door, uh, shut the, uh, close the doors, or are you going to pass it on to uh, your family? Mm-hmm. Are you going to pass it on to your son, your daughter? But eventually, you will have to let go of the business. Yeah. And so, with everything that, so me knowing those questions, me knowing that I will have to answer to one of those three questions eventually. It has kind of put me in that mindset to make decisions so that when I come to, when that day comes, I'm not scrambling, which is, uh, anytime one of the challenges is um, hiring employees, and I see a lot of businesses that sometimes it's, it's just the owner working the business and there's no employees. And that could be for X number of reasons. It could be for whatever for whatever reasons that could be happening. But that's the challenge that I set myself is I need to hire some employees because then otherwise um, I'm going to continue to be doing the data entry. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be 50, 55 doing data entry. Yeah. I want to be 60 still doing data entry. There's no way. There's no way. So I think, um, I think I've always... Um, uh, I think I've, I've always had a feeling to evolve, and I think that's just been uh, something natural about me, is that I have to evolve. I have to be doing something different a year from today. Um, and, and I am with Happy Tax Returns. Again, I'm not the one inputting data any longer. Uh, I'm now just supervising the team, and we're actually getting ready to hire our fifth person. Uh, and, and it's possible we may hire two new employees this year just because we're growing. We're, uh, my business during this pandemic did not go down. It actually shot up. It went up. Um, a lot of businesses are reaching out. There's a lot of businesses that they, they need help. Um, and, they're, uh, and, and I've been both impressed and disappointed. Um, but the disappointment is... And that's a, 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 a personal, uh, that's me on my end. 
ultimately we're here to help small businesses. How can we make them better? How can we enhance them? How can we help them? Because they're, 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 the owner is also busy. They're trying to grow it and they're the sale, the, the top salesperson of their business and accounting uh, and payroll and tax. Um, that's something that is, so it's, it's a lot on somebody's plate mm-hmm. to worry about the sales, the marketing, the accounting, payroll, tax. And then there's other aspects of the business. And now that we've got, I think we're hitting about maybe close to 40 small business clients. Wow. 40 small business clients throughout the state. I'm very proud of that. And and I think we're, we're positioned very well. Um, time... Um, Time-wise, I think I think we're in a perfect position. Staff is great. They're they're young and they're energetic and they're willing to learn and they're hungry. Um, and all they need is just direction. Somebody just give them direction. Um, and it's it's funny the way it's turned out to be because because now that I've got multiple businesses, now I'm the consultant mm-hmm. to my own businesses now. Whereas before, if, as I was the bookkeeper, I was the consultant. They would these small businesses consult with me, and they still do. But now I'm the consultant to my own businesses because I have staff doing the uh, all. You know, they're the ones that handle all the minutia of maintaining these businesses and keeping them in line. And and so, um, you know, I, the, the decisions that I make now are. I try to keep maybe to like two or three decisions a day um, because I still get asked by the team, you know, what to do in this case, what to do in that case. Sometimes some of these decisions are uh, can have a, a small effect. Uh, others can have a, a very long-term effect. Um, but, you know, I, I think with every decision that I make, it is so that one day I will have an answer to one of those three questions. Close it, shut it down. You're going to sell it. You're going to pass it on to fat. So, with the kids now, yeah, we'll see one of them steps up to the plate. <laughs> so it sounds like your gamble paid off. Starting the side hustle, be spending a little more time with that, um, so that you know you ERO let you go, but you did all right. You're doing all right for yourself. Yeah. So now you you've got happy tax returns, and you said you've got accounting and payroll taxes, but now you've got this restaurant. What? So where did you get the idea to? Yeah, it's a big project. Just, yeah, I'm gonna start a restaurant. You know, um, you get inspired, and I think uh, you know, I think I learned early on, and it was probably during school where I learned that, or where I realized, uh, and I applied it. Uh, I took it all in that um, you have to give yourself to something. You have to be a slave to something. You have to trust something, whether it's to learn something for your career or whether it's to learn something for that moment or whether it's for four years because you're going through it through school. But you have to give yourself. And so, for example, when I was in school, I gave myself to to having a, a college life, a student life. Mm. And so I was all about it. I was embedded um, uh, or, or consumed by it. Um, and so uh, I went, so when I did the, the, the accounting business, it was kind of the same thing. I, I let myself be consumed by uh, the tax industry and I wanted to learn about tax law because I learned 
that, hey, if you're going to be talking about taxes, you better know what it is you're talking about. Yeah. Otherwise, you can set some of these people down the wrong path and you may just create a mess for them. Um, and then what name am I creating for myself by doing that, right? So, um, and, and so, when, so as we grew the business, we had, you know, we've got, we service several uh, small businesses from different industries. And I study those numbers. I study their finances, and we have a couple of clients that are business, that are restaurant owners. I study their numbers. I study their finances. And, you know, I got inspired. I got inspired by that. I have a, have a, a friend uh, and, and her husband, and I asked him why, why he decided to open up the bar. He said, just because. And he just, that's it. There was no <laughs> real inspiration behind what made him do it. He just yeah. said, just because. So I kind of, I, I really, I, I dug that, you know, that he just did it just because. And I thought, man, you know, what does it take a, does it take a, a special person to own a restaurant? And I think, I, I think I kind of wanted to prove that to myself that it doesn't take anybody special. Um, you know, I, I think you just got to have, um, there's just there are a few things that I think the person needs to have, and I think one of them is is is, is the mindset, a relentless uh, mindset of wanting to get it done. Because once you start on this path of owning a restaurant, mm-hmm. you can't just. I mean, sure, you can close up the doors and, and give up in six months, but. I mean, then what did you do it for if you were just going to close in six months? Yeah. So I really wanted to, uh, if I was going to do this, um, I, I, I really wanted to stick it out and learn from it. Whether or not I'm going to be a success or failure, I have no idea. I think even if even if the business is a, is a failure, I still see that as a success yeah. because I'm not the type to just let this failure have me back away from the idea of owning the restaurant. If it isn't the restaurant, then perhaps it's something else. But I, I think my mindset is just set to evolve. And so I evolved from the accounting arena into now the restaurant industry. And and I, I, I think I did it at a really good time because, again, the accounting business it's not going to slow down or growth. It's going yeah. to continue to grow. So not that there isn't anything left that I need to do there. There's, yeah, there's always room for improvement in that business, um, but it's already growing. Uh, and the restaurant, I was confident in my management ability. I was confident in my leadership ability. I was confident in, in my mindset. And I was confident in the people that I knew. Mm-hmm. A lot, this restaurant, and I'm proud to say this, I'm, I'm very appreciative to say this, this restaurant is not like, oh, ideas that I came up with. This restaurant is a collaboration of ideas mm-hmm. from the community, from people that I met along the way, from folks that do know the restaurant industry. Uh, it's been, that's exactly what this is. This is a collaboration of, of, of ideas. And, you know, I just had that itch that I needed to start another business. And I didn't know what it was going to be, but I'm here in this plaza. I thought to myself, if I could open up another business within this plaza, it would be super convenient for me because I could just be between my accounting business and 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 the second business, which is this uh, the restaurant now. Um, 
and I'm just in walking distance. Uh, so if I could avoid having to drive to the next, <laughs> to my second business, great. So that's what I did. That's why I did it within this plaza because I don't have to drive. I'm just in walking distance and, um, how I came up with the concept. Well, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even know what I was going to serve. There was a, there was a time where for two months I sat on this building, mm-hmm. two months I did nothing. And meanwhile, paying rent. Um, and then, you know, come, this was in May, May 21, come July 21, I said, okay, you know what, I, I gotta, I gotta make something happen. Yeah. Um, but again, I just reached out to people that I knew, uh, interior designers, I reached out to other folks that, that have helped me do other things. Um, and we're talking about the, the subcontractors or, or contractors, like the, from the plumber to the painter to, uh, uh, to an IT person. Uh, and then when it came to staff, I kind of just announced that we were not hiring. Uh, and we picked up applicants. We picked up a good, good core team throughout in the process. Uh, what were we going to serve? I, I, at that point, which was, this is already like last August, I just knew that I needed to feel some sort of connection to the theme of the food. Mm. So I think... Um, I think I've learned to listen to my gut. Um, and I'm usually, I'm pretty good at listening to my gut. I'm pretty good at spotting uh, punchlines. I think I'm good at, at noticing if someone is BSing or not, giving good advice. I think I'm, I think I'm good at that sort of thing. I don't know, I don't know if that's an ADD side of me. I don't know. <laughs> but as ideas were presented, well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? And, I mean, we could have done Chinese. We could have done, we would have done Italian, uh, but I didn't feel a connection and I needed to feel that connection. So I said, you know what, let's just keep it simple. We'll do Mexican food. But then I also knew I didn't want to be just another Tex-Mex restaurant either. So I, I wanted to at least try, even though there's many, many Mexican restaurants in this area, but I at least wanted to try to differentiate myself um, from from the rest, um, and I think and I think we're getting there. I don't, I don't think I don't think we're I don't think we're perfect yet, but I think we're on the path where we are able to achieve that with time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what you um, you just can't be afraid. You got to be ready for um, it taking time. Now, my initial idea was just to open up a bar and sell alcohol. And that was my initial thought, you know? But as I looked around, it was, you know, it just was not available for that kind of uh, concept. So what was available was this restaurant. A lot of things were already given. The bill that was already here, I said, you know, I, just, I said yes without any kind of business plan. I said yes with no marketing plan. <laughs> I didn't even know where I was getting the money for it. I, I said yes without, I just said yes with no direction whatsoever. I didn't even consult with anybody. And why were you, why were you so confident? Because there's, 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 there's three elements to any business that I believe you need to hone in on. You got to figure out the product or the service that you're going to offer. Mm-hmm. You've got to, um, uh, consider the staff, and that's I would say in any business because you can only do so much yourself. Yeah, if you want to grow, you're gonna to have to hire 
help. Um, and then the, the, the process or what is the concept about, or how does the concept work? Or in this case, it's a restaurant. Um, sure. There's a process to, to cooking the food, but that process is very, uh, uh, relatable to many other different types of cooking. Yeah. So the process in this case that kind of highlights our food are the recipes. So the, the recipes uh, are all original recipes straight out of Mexico City. We hired a we hired a, a chef out of Mexico City, or I contracted a chef out of Mexico. Brought him in. Uh, the gentleman, uh, super cool, super nice, very hard worker. Owns his own restaurant in Mexico City. He actually took the Texas Grill concept or Texas barbecue concept to Mexico City. Very successful, operating it for the last few years. Um, and he knows he went to culinary art school. So when he came in, uh, the gentleman was all about was all about work. Uh, his name's a, a chef, uh, Roberto Carrillo Hernandez. He came in for two weeks. For two weeks, trained the kitchen staff. And so as he trained them, well, they're cooking food. Well, what do we do with this food? Because they're cooking the food. So then. I, I did a I did a, a private dinner for a family. I did a, a second private dinner for colleagues and professionals, people that have helped me along the way, and then I did a, a third dinner, but that one was just open to the community, and it was packed in here. We had a lot of people eat the food, and I did that because I needed to know. Uh, while I was confident in my leadership management ability. I had yet to feel confident in the food we were going to serve. Yeah. So then that's why I did those things because I needed to hear feedback. Is this food good? Am I going down the right, uh, am I, am I choosing the right team of food? Um, and you know what? We didn't change much from those food tasting events. We didn't change much from them. So, wow. so how many months have you been open now? We've been open since October. This makes it uh, two and three, so probably five months. Wow. Five months. You haven't started thinking about another business yet, have you? Oh, <laughs> yes. I have that itch. It just won't happen anytime soon. Okay. I respect that they get, make sure this restaurant has solidified itself yeah. uh, location-wise, uh, concept-wise, uh, and then, you know, make sure... Hey, you know that the first first year, first year uh, uh, in the restaurant world, I'm going to say the first three years are going to be the hardest. Yeah. So you've got to be prepared to remain open those three years, all the while taking losses. Um, and so that's that. It, it keeps me humble because I could. Reason why I say it keeps me humble is because knowing that I'm taking these losses, um, it keeps me from. Spending, yeah, you got to be frugal, uh, and then understand the, the the cost events throughout this restaurant, and and all the while, Happy is still operating and independently, it's not, and and it's and it's growing, and uh, without having to support the restaurant, yeah, uh, and sometimes you got to take, um, I mean, shoot, man, the way I finance the restaurant here, I didn't get a bank loan. No bank loan. Um, I had a bunch of credit cards. I, I I used those credit cards to my advantage, and so I'm kind of now getting into some 
some some some lessons or teachings here. There's good debt and bad debt. Of course, it's it's good debt if you use the debt to your advantage and make it profitable. It doesn't have to mean profit money wise. It could be it could mean profit time wise. Um, uh, but also, uh, you know, and so the bad debt is when you just do nothing with it. And if I had I done nothing with it, I would have just owed those credit cards. And luckily, we've been doing good. I've uh, been able to uh, got rid of fifty percent of the debt that I incurred opening up the restaurant. Oh, wow. So as I as I pay down the debt towards the restaurant, then from here on out, it will just it'll just be profit for the restaurant. Uh, I do want to get rid of all all debt, and that's that's something else that that I think I've maintained throughout is uh, make, keeping your debt low. Um, just because I've I've I, I cannot um, I need to practice what I preach, and coming from the accounting world, I need to practice what I am telling my businesses, which is pay down your debt. Pay your tax, yeah. Pay your taxes. Uh, keep that stuff in line. And so now that I've got another business, I've got to keep, keep. This is just another business for me to continue to apply uh, some of those principles. Yeah. You know, because sure. I mean, is it a possibility that you know we don't make it sure? I mean, it happens to all kinds of businesses. But I think the pandemic uh, has played a huge role. And I think it's a great time to open a business. Well, some people may say, well, there's inflation going on. It's keeping people from spending. You know, I mean, it's up to you whether you want to believe that or not. Yes, there's inflation. Is it keeping people from spending? You have to find out. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But what I would say is that uh, hopefully this pandemic blows over. Mm -hmm sooner rather than later and and during this process yeah a lot of mom and pop shops are going to close and if you're the one still left standing and people are going to start spending again if you think they're going to slow down their spending now once they're ready to spend again who do you think they're going to go to they're not going to go to the closed down shops mom and pop businesses so They'll return, they'll come out, they'll come out to the business there. So my real competition are the, the, the bigger chain restaurants yeah. down the street, you know? So but that's been, uh, yeah, where did it all come from? Just because. <laughs> Just because. So you, um, take us back a little bit. So 06, trying to find your way, you recommit yourself to school and... Um, change your major, get involved, develop, you know, build on your network, start your, your, uh, you know, eventually start this accounting business, your tax business, and then, you know, get into payroll. And now you've got this restaurant and you doing pretty well for yourself. Yes. Better than I deserve. Yes. What, um, what one piece of advice would you give as we close the podcast to somebody who may be actually, what would you tell yourself? Back in 05, 06, what piece of advice would you give yourself? No? no. no. Just keep going? Just Now, if you would say, now, if you were to say, what piece of advice would I give myself in 1999? Uh-huh. <laughs> that'd be a different story. I think, uh, you know, if it was, 
I, I, I wouldn't change anything uh, because I, 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 uh, man, I went in there uh, knowing what it is I needed to get done. I got it done and I moved on. And so far, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change anything. At this point, I don't have any regrets yeah, as to my decision making going back to school finishing it up and then doing what I've done with my career up until now I've got zero regrets now. and that's the last thing I think I would say anybody would want to feel is this regret because once once um you know, when opportunities, uh, uh, I think you got to get good at, at knowing how to feel, when to take advantage of certain things, um, and 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 just do it and, and do it without. I'm not gonna say do it without thinking, but do it without being afraid. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, we go on about not about this whole thing, but. I think sometimes that's what, what holds us what holds us back is that we're scared, we're afraid, we don't know we're uncertain, it's the uncertainty that kind of keeps us holds us back. Um, but I think in college, I think I think I, I was I think I had the mentality of wanting to I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say try everything, um, but I think I had that mentality, and and I think what helped me was that because I had that mentality. I was able to kind of, you know, shove off to the side what I didn't care for mm-hmm. and then just focus on what I really liked. I'm a true believer to don't worry about your weaknesses, just worry about your strengths. I think uh, if you identify your weaknesses, then, and that's the challenge. Nothing's going to be easy. The challenge is you've got to figure that out. Yeah. You've got to figure out how you're going to overcome your weaknesses, whether it's hiring people to help you do it whether it's learning something new, whether it's carving out time because yeah, you, you, you need to carve out time so that you're able to adjust and adapt. Um, and I think I've been able to kind of do that. I'm not gonna say any of, I'm not by, by no means, is there a right or wrong way you could just choose a path and adapt. And, and I think that's what, I think that's what has made me not the person that I am today. I think that's what has brought me to the kind of success that I have today is being able to adapt because, yeah, you can forget about the perfect scenarios. They're, don't count on them. I mean, if they're there, great. Roll with it. If they don't happen, great. Roll with that too. Just adapt. And in some cases, a lot of the times, that is a perfect scenario <laughs> for you to adapt. Felix Garcia, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for joining me on the uh, Way to College podcast. So tune in next time. Thank you to Felix Garcia. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and rate. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.